Welcome back to the Get It Out podcast. I'm your host, Jake Cepeda. I want to say thank you for checking out last week's episode. It was really successful. Lots of feedback, lots of critiques, a lot of um, ways to improve the show. Um, so thank you so much for checking it out. Also, though, I didn't address a couple things that I wanted to, just forgot, um, being the first episode. But a lot of people ask me, like, what is Get It Out? What is the podcast about? What's What's going on here? And ideally, Get It Out is exactly what it sounds like, getting out different topics, ideas, getting out different perspectives. Um, myself, as a filmmaker, I'm interested in sharing stories, getting to connect with people through different platforms. And I figured the podcast is a great way to you know, meet new people uh, for the first time, also share some ideas that you normally wouldn't get from everyday interactions. So podcast seems like a pretty good choice to go with. So that's what Get It Out is. Also, um, you can expect every episode on YouTube and Apple Podcasts and Spotify every Thursday at 9 a.m. That's where we'll be going live on all those platforms. So feel free to check them out there when they launch every Thursday. So with that being said, we're going to go into the topic for today, which is centered around personal development. We're going to be talking about personal development with my co-host that I have today, as well as myself. We're going to go in into then women empowerment, what that means in personal development, and then transitioning to our last topic, which is going to be higher education for women, higher education in general, um, kind of our thoughts on all those three topics. So if you're interested in listening to those, keep listening. When, without further ado, I'll stop talking. We'll get into uh, my co-host, and I'll have her introduce her name. So to my left, we have... Hi guys, uh, my name is Nicolette. I am super excited to be here and just talk about some really cool things with uh, Jacob. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. Really thank you for being part story. of the podcast. Mm-hmm. I definitely it's cool getting to meet you. Yeah. I haven't I met you. I've seen you around a couple times, mm-hmm. but I haven't like sat down and talked. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm really excited to have you on. Talk about this um, personal development. I know when you reached out to me, you wanted to talk about specifically this, mm-hmm. and I was interested to you know break down kind of why yeah. and um, get to learn about you a little bit since this is the first time I'm actually meeting her sitting down mm-hmm. like having discussions so it'd be interesting to get into it so without further ado let's get into the first topic which is personal development so when you reached out to me what was kind of your um, thought process with coming up with this topic for today's episode um yeah I think in the last like four to five months or or so um, I've made some just major transitions in my life. And I think along with a lot of people just in today's day and age. But um, I think for a long time, there were a lot of things that I wanted to work on for myself. And I think this was like the first time that I actually was able to um, dive into those things um, and really reflect on where I am in my life, where I wanted to be. Um, just really taking a look in the mirror and seeing like what my um what I thought were my personal flaws and like what I needed to work on um and so when I really got invested in that when I really started to see what it looked like to see those things um progress um I just got really excited because I I could definitely feel the difference in just my day-to-day so I kind of got really invested in that and so I, I I mean kind of um vocal on my social media and I've had really great response from that and so I love that people are getting invested in, in that as well so mm-hmm. really passionate about it so for people that don't know you mm-hmm. um tell us a little bit about your past kind of um where you started from and then how that transitioned to your mindset right now yeah so i am from the east side of aurora um mm-hmm. right yay yeah. always um i grew up in a hispanic household the oldest daughter of 
six, there's six of us, um, grew up with a single mom, you know, um, kind of just trying to figure out like where my place in life was going to be. Like, I didn't even know college was going to be an option for me until like my higher, like maybe junior year of high school. And so, um, yeah, I just always knew that I wanted more for myself. And so it was kind of up to me to go out and get it. And so I've always had this drive in me that wanted more. And I, and I knew that for myself. Um, and it was just, it always took off from there. Just that thought. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, ha- has there been anything in your past hardship wise that you mm-hmm. would like to share about, like, kind of this happened to me, this kind of inspired me to do better. This mm-hmm. is why I decided to do better. Is there anything that happened? Um, I think if you're from Aurora, the East side specifically, you mm-hmm. kind of know what the demographic and the dynamic is over here. I mean, um, for me personally, like being old enough to see my parents separate and kind of take I mean, I was the oldest of my siblings and kind of take on that role and really understand what they were going through. Um, I kind of always felt like it was my responsibility to step up. And that's just a lot for anyone going through at such a young age to really, like, deal with and kind of own. Um, So, I mean, I kind of just had a lot of different, like, experiences that kind of built me i know they talk a lot about like i'm not mature i just been traumatized all my life yeah. you know <laughs> um but i mean it's true it does make you kind of grow a little bit faster and you kind of become more responsible a lot earlier in your life and i just knew that i had like people that i wanted to take care of and i wanted to always take care of myself obviously so um yeah, I yeah. could definitely, like, relate because for myself, too, um, I grew up from, like, Aurora mm-hmm. my whole life, and I'm actually the youngest out of myself. I have five, yeah. five living, so I'm kind of, like, the opposite of you where I'm, like, the youngest, mm-hmm. but um, I was very independent myself yeah. growing up as a child um, when I really didn't have to be. I had pretty much everything handed to me, to be mm-hmm. honest, um, but with that being said, though, um, being from the east side, people just kind of assume, like either mm-hmm. how I am like in my everyday life right now that like oh I must have had it like really easy I must yeah. have been like you know like have everything handed to me mm-hmm. but that's not the case it came from a pretty rough background as mm-hmm. well where like my dad was pretty prominent gang member mm-hmm. um he was part of that that big uh, uh gang wave that happened in, like the 90s yeah. here um multiple occasions where you know he would have like people you know sell drugs in the house coming mm-hmm. with weapons and like the whole that was my like my whole yeah. background was having people come in and out of my house selling drugs and being around the whole lifestyle and it's a little um shocking for some people that i tell like because they just kind of expect like how i am it's like that to be Mm -hmm. like oh like you actually came from like the streets like you you came from that environment um and that's kind of been my background but even talking to like a lot of people in aurora it's kind of the Mm -hmm. similar background people you know have to do what they gotta do they gotta sell Mm -hmm. drugs they're part of gangs yeah um and a lot of people like parents haven't graduated high school yeah so definitely um, being from Aurora and being a primarily Hispanic as well, mm-hmm. um, people have similar stories here. And, and yeah. it's sad that that's the case. But the positive with that is that you are seeing a lot of people like yourself, mm-hmm. like myself, um, taking the bad and making something good out of it. So I'm actually wondering um, with yourself, what what um, what is your biggest... Let's start there. Let, let's start with what is your biggest um, hope for Aurora in general? What are you kind of seeing like come up? Where you're seeing like the positives going on with the city that yeah. you know has helped you, you know, with your own personal growth as well? Yeah, I mean, I think even when I was in high school and I like once I really found out that college was even an option for me, um, it was just really refreshing to kind of now be in the space where I was with 
and surrounded by people with like minds and like really were determined to make something of themselves or give back to the community I mean I know you know my family over at Primo like I think that's awesome to have something like that in a row and I think there's a lot of other people from my generation that I went to high school with that are also just really determined and independent and really working towards a better future for not only themselves but for the community as well so I mean it's really nice to see I definitely think that Aurora is in a lot better place than it was when mm. I was younger and growing up. Um, I think I was exposed to some really crazy things that my brothers will never see in their lives. Um, so it's nice that we're kind of making this transition. And I think Aurora itself is really um, just growing. I mean, there's definitely a lot of progress to be done, but mm. I think the potential is, is amazing. Um, and I think people really start to see that. Aurora is the second largest city yeah, in Illinois. Exactly. I don't know if people really under know that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just the upcoming communities yeah. and the, just the people in the community are really passionate. And that's what, one thing that I really respect and love about yeah, Aurora. Definitely, definitely. So like, that's actually how I actually knew of you mm -hmm. was from like Primel. Um, so for those that don't know kind of what is Primel, what is, you know, how did that start for you? How do you interact with them? What's the first? Yeah. So it's actually, it goes way back so i i for those of you who don't know um geo and danny who are the founders of primo i went to high school with them and we kind of just grew up together in high school like going to parties like mm -hmm. we laugh all the time like we were always like are you guys coming to the party like you're gonna be so lit they call themselves stu <laughs> shout out to stu um but no and that's kind of how that friendship started but then um i had went away to college and obviously would come back home and visit and so Gio's like, you got to come check this out. Like, we're having a, a photo shoot for Primo, which I had already knew that they were kind of working on. And so, yeah, like, ever since then, and I saw how passionate he was about it. And um, just for what the brand stood for, I think a lot of people think of it as just, like, a storefront for, like, retail, mm -hmm. um, resale, vintage, and that kind of stuff. But, like, if you really get into it, I they stand for a lot more than that. Um, mm -hmm. There's, like, a, a sports aspect of it where they really try to do, like, sports sporting events with the community um just like they had like a back to school drive and just really building those relationships and for our youth mm. um and so just seeing that passion and like what the vision was mm. i was really excited to just be able to support that so yeah. that's kind of how that started um, i mean i mean I, I could tell how you're speaking of it mm -hmm. that definitely has impacted yourself yeah. um and kind of your growth as a person um do you think that joining that group was definitely a plus for you and what have you learned as far as being around those like-minded people i feel like yeah. for myself um i fall into the trap where yeah. um i kind of let other people that don't have the same motive as me mm -hmm. kind of be around my circle and it's great to have friends from different different aspects but yeah. i feel like when you're able to grow in yeah, your own career in your own self you have to be around like-minded people mm -hmm. so kind of um ha so so i think it had a lot to do with not saying that Primo didn't. I think the way my life kind of panned out, they became really a lot more um, present at the right times. So, I mean, I went away for college, um, and I gained a bunch of awesome friends from that. And, I, I mean, I was in a sorority, so I had that, that kind of helped build me. I think Primo was more so, like, really getting me invested in the city of Aurora and, like, that aspect of it. Um, but as of now, like, when... I had to make some just 
personal transitions in my life and they started to become more of like my everyday people that I surrounded myself with, it was definitely refreshing Mm -hmm. for me. Um, I mean, I, I've worked for Nike for eight years. And Mm -hmm. so they, I, that too, also, I think instilled a really powerful like drive in me. Mm -hmm. And so when the two kind of combined, I think that's kind of my happy place because just to be in the atmosphere with the people who are trying to, also grow and develop is definitely refreshing because we can do that and we can yeah. have those conversations but we can also have fun and do yeah. what friends do so it was definitely nice to have that consistency in aurora oh definitely definitely mm-hmm. yeah, i mean aurora like you said when we started yeah is, it's becoming a hot spot for sure mm-hmm. i think that like you said people don't know about aurora yeah. that much but like it's second biggest city um, i know the city is trying to invest in the arts more and kind of build more businesses up the downtown area build it back up mm-hmm. uh, because yeah it, it could be like a neighborville as far as like arts and creatives and yeah. just getting stuff um positive change out there just a matter of like the right people involved um mm-hmm. and then just people getting to know downtown aurora stuff like that um so as far as as far as a uh, personal like, development for yourself um what are you can share like what are what are some things that you've been doing currently right now that's kind of um um, part of your personal like like do you do any type of like meditations or Mm -hmm. do you do what's what kind of like your routine that's helping you right now yeah i think it's really the daily habits that will change the outcome that you see in your life and that's some and it sounds so simple but that's really the hardest thing to master when you get so used to a routine it's like it's so easy to stay with something that's familiar to you. And so it really comes down to the things that you do on a daily. And I mean, I'm definitely not as a hundred percent consistent as I want to be, but it's definitely a lot better than it was before. So I really started getting into like personal development during quarantine and I got a meditation bowl for Christmas and that kind of just took it off for me. I had wanted one for a long time. So when I got it, I really started looking into like chakra healing, meditation. I was listening to meditation podcasts all the time on Spotify. Um, And then once it started to get nicer outside, I spent a lot of time outdoors by myself, um, just reflecting and trying to understand like my trauma and what I needed to heal within myself. But as far as like a day to day routine, um, I try to stay off my phone as much as possible, which I think a lot of people can relate to because (laughs) um, it's just really hard to stay off of it. But um, I think it's just taking time to reflect and taking time for yourself and spending time by myself. I think that's a a huge part of really healing and developing is that you you have to know who you are and you have to get to know who you are and really take a look in the mirror and and see what you want to what you want to fix. So I mean, I try to wake up early in the morning and do what I can. Um, definitely had more consistent times in my life than now, but I know that I that's still an intention for me. And mm-hmm. so um, still trying to do those things on a daily basis. Yeah, definitely in quarantine. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have been just like yeah. on this big kick of like, you know, now that I can't do anything, yeah. I'm going to start working on myself now mm-hmm. um, because we've had to slow down so much. We had to slow down and yeah. not be as active as we used to be. We were stuck in our houses all day. So what else is to do but to mm-hmm. reflect on yourself? I know for myself during quarantine, um, I was, you know, figuring out what I wanted to do with my life because mm-hmm. I was like, OK, I've been doing photography for a while. I wanted to get more involved in like like businesses and I'm um, starting like my own brand or whatever um but you know really i thought about it. i'm like you know what like i should probably take a pause from like my career and maybe mm-hmm. i should focus more on like myself because yeah. i feel like that's a big problem that i face but also talking to a lot of people like they face too 
Um, what do you think is the biggest halt on someone's um, self progress? Do you think it's it's people around them? Do you think it's like themselves? What what would be your guess for why people stop or don't want to improve themselves? Um, I don't think people don't want to improve themselves. I feel like I I mean for the most part, just people in my life, I feel like that's something that they want to do. But I think what holds people back from that journey is really the familiarity that they have in their daily lives and like really breaking that cycle. Um, because you really I mean, you have to fight for it. Yep. You have to wanna you have to wanna break that cycle and I and for me it was kind of half and half, like it was kind of forced on me, but I also like had to deal with that and, mm-hmm. and understand that. But I also believe that if you when you work on yourself, everything around you really starts to flourish. Like and that's feedback I got from just people in my life before was that, well, you try to be there for all these other people like you can't show up as your best self when you're giving 80 percent to everyone around you and you're only keeping 20 for you. And so, like, I really took that feedback and invested in me. And I mean. I feel like I feel the difference in my life and mm. in the relationships that I have with people. Like I'm able to nourish those relationships better because I handle situations better. I handle conflict in a better way. I'm able to communicate my wants or like my feedback from other people in a way that can be progressive. Maybe before it wasn't necessarily that scenario. Like mm. I was definitely a hothead and thought I was never wrong, which yeah. obviously I know that that's not true, but yeah, I think people just, you just have to really know that it's a journey and it's really, it's a long one. Yep. Um, so you have to know that that's what you want and you have to be intentional about that every day. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely learning myself like that I have to surround myself with a lot mm-hmm. more people like you, like that have that kind of yeah. ambition because I fall into, tra- I don't know if you can ever like, or you have like related, but mm-hmm. I fall into trap of like, connecting with people that really you know they make me happy whenever yeah. i hang out with them but they don't add any value to my mm-hmm. life they just kind of like either want to drink and smoke all day or they mm-hmm. want to you know just not chase anything mm-hmm. and i think that stems from like you know them not feeling like they have opportunities to grow to do bigger things um but sometimes just people just want to like be lazy and not do shit because yeah. it's just, it just it's easy for them to, mm-hmm. to do that but i'm definitely i'm definitely um I should probably take some advice from you because I, <laughs> I need some self growth right now because yeah. I'm, I'm I'm currently just, you know, kind of bumming right now, kind mm-hmm. of doing my my job yeah. and trying to, you know, do stuff like podcasting mm-hmm. and different photography stuff. But um, I think one thing that I've lacked is self growth, mm-hmm. learning what that looks like for me, yeah. especially being like in like relationships. I don't know if you mm-hmm. would want to talk about like relationships, <laughs> but like yeah. I've been in shitty relationships with people mm-hmm. where they just drain my energy and then yeah. they stop my self growth. Because mm-hmm. I'm focusing on their self growth and making yeah. them grow before I do, and I I, I don't know if, if um you had that same experience, mm-hmm. but you know I just, I feel like self growth cannot happen um with somebody that obviously is not adding value to your life. I don't know if you ever had like experiences as far it, it, it doesn't have to be like even yeah. like romantic, but even with friends like loving yeah. people like that. What with your current growth right now? Um, has the idea of love changed at all? Um, I mean, it's it definitely changed. Um, I I think I don't even know how long ago it was, but I was in a relationship for a long time before I really started getting in on this journey. And my I think it, it was really like my tightest, like close knit group of friends that like 
I mean, are not in my life anymore. Yeah. And I and I do feel like that event really led me to where I am now. And so, like, when I look back on, like, when that first happened and I mm-hmm. lost all these people who I thought were going to be in my life forever, you kind of really think about, I'm never going to get through this. Like, I'm never going to see past this. And now I'm in a space where I'm like, okay, well, maybe that wasn't the way I wanted that to happen, but I know 100% that it w- that that was supposed to happen for me to yeah. be in the space that I'm I'm in now. Yeah. Um but in that time I do feel like I had that fire that I did want to mm-hmm. I did want to grow and I wanted more for myself and I wanted to do all these things. Um and if it, it felt like I was fighting for that for other people and I and I feel like maybe I didn't express it the right right Mm -hmm. way to them um but sometimes it just felt like i was just trying to pull something out of someone that wasn't necessarily there um and i think that can kind of tarnish some relationships and kind of cause like an imbalance of like what you guys expect from each other Mm. um but yeah yeah I, i know for me like um one of the biggest hardships that i i deal with is like learning when to let go of something uh-huh. that's like my biggest fall as a person it doesn't matter if it's like with yeah. like you know with partners or just friends I, i'm terrible at like letting go or knowing yeah. when to but so um <laughs> like the big quote that kind of like helped me to get over that a little bit is just saying of like there's people that enter your life for a reason mm-hmm. and they come to teach you something yeah. and if they're still in the progress of teaching you something they stay but if there's mm-hmm. no longer teaching you anything they leave so like yeah. that's kind of just kind of in that in my head i'm just like okay this person was in my life for this reason once i got that lesson learned and then they left mm-hmm. and that's okay yeah and i think that's kind of that's been helping me like you know get that idea of like okay letting go it's okay it's okay it's okay yeah mm-hmm. because yeah, well it's I'm, a hard pill to swallow oh yeah me. definitely yeah. definitely um especially me i'm like super like empathetic like mm-hmm. i will like ride or die for someone like until yeah. until like the last minute so and it's even hard to even be for me to like i don't know why i don't, I don't know if you can like like um have the same feeling but you know if someone like does me wrong mm-hmm. i like will still be like ride or die for them and that's like super bad habit of mine too is yeah. like like no matter what someone does to me um i will always be there for them in and with that mentality that i have um it's good and bad but mm-hmm. i definitely see it being more better now in my life because yeah. it has been stopping my self-growth because you know someone can damage me so so much but you know i'm i'm letting them do that one and then two mm-hmm. i'm not letting them go so they just continue to do that and it stops my self-growth i think yeah i i definitely i get what you mean yeah um sorry you're good <laughs> um yeah, I think for me, I and I get that totally, but um, also I was kind of like opposite. I think more speaking so as a woman, and I think mm-hmm. this is why I say like I've grown so much as a woman as well, is like people would do me dirty, especially like when I was in college and like mm-hmm. just naive, this young version of who I was. Like people would do me dirty and I'd like mm-hmm. tweet back at them, like subtweet yeah. people back and like low blows and all mm-hmm. those things. And I'm just like, that did nothing for me, but take me to a place lower than I am supposed to live Mm -hmm. and so like um now when I'm like hit with like hate or like ignorance or just anything lower than who I am like I'm no longer like Mm. putting bringing myself down like I'm gonna show love always no matter what but you also still do have to find that balance and like set boundaries for yourself too um 
otherwise it's just not going to be it won't yeah. be pretty no i get you I get, well let's get it well let's get into it like our, our next topic thing which is mm-hmm. then uh women empowerment um i kind of let you take the floor with a lot of a lot of these things but you know being mm-hmm. myself i'm a man i'm not a woman yeah. obviously um it's always interesting because i've actually my whole household it's all women except yeah. like for like my brother um mm-hmm. but even like my aunt's primarily just all women so i've been around women mm-hmm. my whole life um, but you know, obviously I don't go through the same struggles, yeah. good and bad. Um, so I just kind of wanted to, you know, break down a couple, um, of things you have to deal with in your mm-hmm. life that, you know, has added to your personal growth. Is there anything, any stories, any type of situations that are specifically tailored, you know, as a woman and your experience yeah. going through it? Um, I have just been really fortunate to have some really strong women in my life growing up, even, growing up on the east side of aurora like i have friends who like when i went to niu shout out to uh sharana and drew but we went to east together and they were my roommates when i was in college and for me that was just a sight to see and even sharonda like when we were in high school she was like i i'm gonna be a lawyer like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna be a lawyer and she graduated high school a year early um and she's a lawyer now and so right (laughs) period and so like i'm just fortunate enough to have women like that in my life who have kind of like set that example and had those intentions and really like sought after them Mm -hmm. um and me joining a sorority when i was in college definitely put a lot of that into perspective for me as well um and even being in like the business industry like seeing what that struggle is as a woman Mm -hmm. and just things that we have to fight for um and really find our voice and like be vocal about what we want Um, because I mean, as women, it's, it's very easy to be considered a bitch or like bitchy mm. when you're a boss ass woman, you know, like, yeah. and so how do you draw that line and still get what you want? Yeah, and there's definitely this the right like, stereotype of like, you know, let's say for example, mm-hmm. if I was in a position of power, you know, I'm setting the rules, I'm doing, mm-hmm. do this, do that. Um, to me, it's like, well, people would perceive that as like, Hey, that, that's a boss. Like yeah. that's a guy that gets stuff done. You know, mm-hmm. he's in control, but you know, I've been just working like normal jobs. Yeah. You know, if, if I have like a, a, a female coworker that's higher mm-hmm. position than me, um, automatically like people around me that are like lower, they're just like, Oh, yeah. she's fucking bitch. Like, yeah. I fucking hate this bitch. It's stuff like that. And I'm just like, you know, it's just weird how that's how society views. There definitely is a power complex between yeah. men and, and women. And it's just, I think as we're growing as as a like society mm-hmm. that's that's those glass uh, ceilings are starting to shatter a bit, mm-hmm. um, but there's still a long way to go. I mean, um, I live with very powerful women as well, yeah. um, and that I definitely um, proceed over me in different aspects of life. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, like people, I I when I'm going to different stores and like let's say like my mom makes a comment about someone. Uh, cutting her in like line or whatever mm-hmm. and she said hey like I, I, was, I was in line first yeah. can you wait behind me they all just oh I'm just fucking bitch or yeah I'm just like that's common sense mm-hmm. like I don't know stuff like that but um yeah I definitely 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 um like empathize yeah a lot and I and I honestly like I've had I'm really blessed enough to have some really awesome like leadership experiences mm-hmm. and just the opportunities that I've had, like I've had like great internships. I've been in rooms with very powerful women in different Mm -hmm. organizations. And I'm so grateful that I was able to experience that, especially Mm -hmm. coming from the East side of Aurora. And like, I really didn't understand what 
that power meant really mm-hmm. because I wasn't exposed to that at a younger mm-hmm. age. So then when I, I started to be exposed to like these different roles and like what women can do, it w- it really meant a lot for me because I mean, just as, especially as a minority woman, like yeah. the opportunities seem very slim. And so, mm-hmm. um, once I realized like there's, there's really no ceiling on, on what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of took off with that and really invested in my growth and development in all aspects and um, being exposed to that. Like a lot of the leaders that I've seen in the, in, in just past that I've taken in my life, they're women, they're like women. I, I do believe they're great leaders, like Mm -hmm. not saying that men aren't. um, But I definitely feel like just the things that we have to deal with and overcome to be in this, to even get in those positions Mm -hmm. and then to, be successful at what we do um i think it's really hard but it's also very rewarding um Mm -hmm. to be in those positions as well and really like set the tone for people who want to be in those roles women who want to be in those roles as well definitely definitely um so question for you then so um what are to you what are the most empowering things about being a woman you kind of mentioned a little bit Mm -hmm. but is there any like specific like this this Yeah. yeah what's I think the strength of a woman is the most powerful thing to me. And I'm so inspired by the strength that I see in myself and Mm. just other women in general. Mm. Um, And it wasn't always like that. And that's why I feel like the personal development has a lot to do with that. Because as a woman, I can't sit here and say that I've never been like the insecure, the jealous, the Mm -hmm. mean, the hater. Like, you know, and and I had to go through those phases because... I mean, I guess I didn't have to, but, mm-hmm. um, I, I mean, I did go through those phases and it, and it never had to do with those women It really had to do with myself and how I felt about me. Um, and so once I was able to find myself and be comfortable and confident with who I was, I was now able to like see the beauty in other people and mm-hmm. know and understand that this strength that lies in, in numbers really, and how much, how better you are together, mm-hmm. um, is just a, such a sight to see, especially mm. with women, because just in the society we live in today, I think it's really hard um, just with the stereotypes and the standards that we're supposed to live up to. I think it'd be, it's it's really hard to just be who you are. I know I, it's so easy to say, like, just be you and yeah. be who be who makes you happy. But like as a woman, it's it's tough yeah. to be happy with who you are when they set all these like unrealistic standards of what you're supposed to be and what you're mm-hmm. supposed to look like. So yeah, I, I think, um, my experience with, you know, uh, like women go through being a like photographer, um, mm-hmm. and starting now I'm getting to work with like agencies and like models and magazine shoots. And for one predominantly white, um, mm-hmm. if I'm ever in a room of like a corporate or like an agency room, it's all white yeah. people. Um, there's hardly maybe one or two women, and even with like the models, there's like this expectation of like you have to look this certain way, you have to be this tall, you have to be this skin color, yeah. you have to be, and these all these standards standards that they put in magazines about you know what a woman should look like, mm-hmm. figures like that. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot, yeah. and I I feel really bad because I'm just like shit. Like you know, yeah. Imagine you being like a little girl and you're just like you know, mm-hmm. is this what I have to be like? Is is this kind of? And then I feel like then in return like stops stops mm-hmm. any type of self-growth with yourself because yeah. you're like okay well i just want to be like this i don't want to like work on myself i just want to mm-hmm. work on myself enough to be like this figure i see and it's, it's crazy i'm 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 definitely 
um, for women, you know, making their own mark and stuff like that. I think we should get in a spot in society where we're not telling women that they have to um, be enough rather mm-hmm. than they are already enough yeah. in anything that they do. And I, but that's just, you know, I. <sighs> well, I, I mean, Victoria's Secret got canceled and Savage Fancy is coming Oh, yeah. And you exactly. Can period. Right there. So. <laughs> yes, fucking Rihanna. Yeah. She's dropping everything but an album, but, you know. <laughs> right. We're still waiting on the music. But exactly. The fashion yeah. shows are definitely bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, no, and I, I definitely do think that representation matters and it really influences generations to come like we're we're headed in the right direction i still think we have a long way to go mm-hmm. but um i'm just i'm very proud to be a woman in this space mm-hmm. and to be in this time and kind of like follow the lead and have women who are kind of just opening doors for us and shattering all those glass ceilings that we were supposed to stay inside of so it's really it's really a sight to see Mm-hmm. Um, and just being surrounded by really strong women in my life is also just mm-hmm. a huge impact for me. Oh, definitely. Is there any advice that you would have to give to any girls or women in general about how to be more confident in themselves, kind of work on themselves? Is there anything that... Um, I mean, like I said before, it's so easy to say, but like really just be comfortable with who you are and be Mm -hmm. who you are. And for me, especially like I can speak on it because for years, I think, um, I spent a lot of time caring about what other people thought of me. Mm -hmm. And I like would hold back so much of who I was because I didn't want people to judge me or be like, she's this or she's that. Like if you would have asked me if I would have came on this podcast a year ago, I probably wouldn't have done it because I was like, intimidated or scared about the feedback or like what people would have said about me or like she's too this she's too that she's not enough this she's not enough that Mm -hmm. and once you kind of let all those things go and you're you're just happy with who you are and what you are like Mm -hmm. i think that will just open doors for beautiful growth in every other aspect of your life and Mm -hmm. it's hard to get there it's hard to it's hard it's really easy to say like love who you are and appreciate that yep. but you really have to feel that oh definitely definitely yeah and i definitely um you know it's uh with times being what they are right now mm-hmm. and you know all the hardships that women have to go through um it i feel like it could be really exhausting to like you know have all these ambitions and goals but mm-hmm. constantly with either it's through like you know uh, college campuses and stuff going on there with women, which is like mm-hmm. politics and people, you know, taking rights away. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's it's just. I'm waiting for the time where one, there's more women in power mm-hmm. as far as like politics or like that. But two, where shout out AOC, she's gonna AOC. be our president. Yes, one day. love her. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. I'm waiting for that to come. Right, mm-hmm. she's she's like my number one. I'm mm-hmm. like, cause one, she the day that she leads our country, like. Ugh. That'll be the day. Right. Be, I'll be like, I'll be in line right away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's great. I freaking love her. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but people like that that are, you know, breaking the standards of, you know, what women are capable of doing mm-hmm. sets examples for, you know, uh, more women to, you know, aspire to that and also grow from that. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of transitioning to our next topic then um, is college. So um, for one, um, what's so as far as your personal growth, how has education kind of been involved in your life and what where do you see yourself going in your uh, yeah so i mean just growing up in a predominantly um hispanic community 
and going to a college campus where obviously that wasn't the case like I was exposed to a lot of different views and a lot of different people um I definitely took for granted the classroom setting like really being able to get into discussion with people and understanding views that weren't like me and like them it's okay for those ideas to make sense even though they weren't my own and really learning how to relate and engage with people who didn't look like me Mm -hmm. um i think did a lot for me personally to be exposed to that space Mm. um i mean i also joined a predominantly white sorority Mm. um and got like backlash from like even people back home like why did you join like white greeks um and i don't know i just the experience that i got from that was still so powerful and useful to me like Mm -hmm. i mentioned earlier my sorority sisters are still like best friends that i have in my life today Mm -hmm. and i and i remember my fresh the first year i joined my sorority they had like this leadership um like leadership summit Mm -hmm. and you had to apply to get in and they only accepted 50 girls from the whole organization and my sorority is the third largest sorority in Mm -hmm. the nation so I was like, should I apply? Should I apply? And I'm telling one of my um, sorority sisters, I'm like, I'm not going to do it. Like, And she's like, no, you have to do it. You have mm-hmm. to do it. And so literally the, the night before, I'm like in Barcima, which is like our 24-hour like study hall place. I'm like, fuck it. I'm applying. No. Like, I'm fucking doing it. And so I'm at work one day. So I applied, and I'm at work like a week or so later, two weeks later. And one of my sisters texted me because she also applied. She's like, oh, my God, they send out, like, the feedback. Did you mm-hmm. get it? And I opened my email, and I got it, and I was so, like, that was the first thing for me that, like, I was like, wow, like, I really have the potential to do these things. Like, I down- I felt like I spent a lot of time downplaying my myself and my accomplishments. And so that was, like, the first big move for me that, like, put things into perspective and then going to that summit it was an all-women's leadership summit and we Mm. stood there for a week and so um again just a very diverse group of women and just getting different perspectives and really it being about women in leadership Mm -hmm. and in powerful roles and that kind of really took things off for me i think i was like 19 when i went Mm -hmm. um so that that experience was 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 great for me and really gave me a lot of confidence mm. as well so that yeah, took dude. things off hell yeah dude that's that's really great mm-hmm. to hear i mean i think there's a lot of like especially when it comes to education there's a lot of like stereotypes um especially in like whole like sorority uh, like my sister is also in one as, as well mm-hmm. too and i think people kind of like perceive it as like i don't know if, if you ever seen like the movie like the house bunny yeah like that, so like, <laughs> like that like that right, like we have fun don't get me wrong yeah <laughs> it was just my like best nights in college but I will also say, like, there's definitely work to be done. Like, I couldn't even tell you how many, like, Mm -hmm. sleepless nights I had studying and, like, how many times, like, me and my sisters would literally, like, cry in tears of stress Mm -hmm. because we had, like, all this work to do. And, like, it was was tough. It was really tough. Mm -hmm. I remember, I think it was my sophomore, my junior year, I went into my my friend Bianca's room and I, like, had a breakdown. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is not for me. Like, what was I thinking? Like... I'm not supposed to be here mm-hmm. and still to this day, like every time I get to that next level and I have those accomplishment, accom- accomplishments, she's like, 
this was for you. Like, yeah. you know, and so you have to kind of remind yourself that you can do it. Mm. Um, especially just being the first person in my family to go to college. Like mm. I didn't have someone in my family who can really show me the ropes and show me the ways. Like my mom didn't graduate high school. My dad's highest level of education was his high school diploma. And so no one was really there to set the example for me. And I kind of had to figure it out by myself. Um, as, and just being the, the only granddaughter and just all these other, other things that come into play is like, I put a lot of weight on my own shoulders because Mm -hmm. I'm like, I have to do this not only for myself, but for my parents, for my brothers, for my family, like everyone else. And so, yeah, Yeah, that was a whole experience too. Yeah. I mean, sounds like a lot. sounds like a lot. I know, um, you know, it must be a lot of pressure Mm -hmm. that you get put through, um, especially, you know, from family as well. I feel like in like Latino households, Mm -hmm. um, there is still lots of work to be done as far as like how they treat women, how they treat like their daughters. Um, I don't know if you ever had this happen to you or experiences that you know of people, but specifically like compared to like the men and like the women in Mm -hmm. uh, like Hispanic households, um, a vast difference of like Mm -hmm. how the parents treat their kids. So for example, um, I have a friend, she is the only daughter and she has uh, two other brothers like the mom like goes head over heels for like the men yeah. like mama's boys but when it comes to you like her and like wanting to you know go out um with friends or go out sleep over her the boyfriend's house like it's this big deal mm-hmm. it's big like oh that's your slut like you're gonna you know yeah. all this stuff and it's like the men just go go free and do whatever they want and yeah. i think um when it comes to being a latino and in households like that um there there's work to be done but also it's just it must be a lot of pressure. It must be, is, is there any, um, growing up, did you see that with yourself compared to, like, your other like, siblings, if you have any siblings? Um, yeah, so, I mean, luckily for me, and I do know what you mean because yeah. I have a lot of Hispanic friends, obviously, but um, for me it was a little bit different because I grew up in a Puerto Rican household, and right. so, like, they're not really, like, stereo I, I guess stereotypical mm-hmm. hispanics um because my mom and my dad are birth, both like third or fourth generation so uh-huh. like i don't speak spanish and my parents really Same. don't either that's so hard oh my god i know so why hard why would you birth this like dark-skinned baby and right. not teach them right. which <laughs> that's whole useless, but anyways, <laughs> um yeah so it was it was different um because i don't feel like that stereotype was really like mm-hmm. given to me I think me being the oldest, I definitely had more weight to pull. Mm. Um, I mean, because you can ask my mom now. I'm, and I and this might have to do with being the only girl, but I'm probably one of the most spoiled. Like I'm definitely a brat. But um, also, if you ask my dad, he's like, she's the most. She was the hardest to raise, but she's also the most independent out of all of them. Mm. And so, I don't necessarily think I got that stigma of like, the girl had to do everything. Like, my grandma, I mean, my grandma still jokes to this day, like, why don't you just marry a rich man? Like, mm. you're a pretty young girl. Like, just marry rich. And I'm like, I'm going to be a rich, rich man. Like, <laughs> exactly. don't throw that at me because, yeah. no, and, and and that's serious. Like, no shades to anyone who does that. Like, yeah. more power to you. I will lie and say if I haven't thought about that a couple of times. Yeah, get but, a bag and leave. That's amazing. Right. That's <laughs> but I feel like I've worked so hard to be in this space and to grow and develop so much and and this journey has been such a process. Like, I don't want to cheat myself of getting to the finish line and, and letting people know that, that that's okay, too, and really, like, working for it. 
So I'm not I'm not giving up yet. Especially um reading like like um data and stuff like that about colleges. Mm -hmm. Um you have the lowest uh, graduation weight uh, uh, coming from women mm-hmm. in specific fields like business or yeah. entertainment. There's not a lot of women that are in those spaces. Mm-hmm. But to me, you know, they put out the best content. They put out the best yeah. quality of work. For sure. Um, the wage gap, like all these things mm. that um, obviously is America right now. But, you know, with uh, uh, trailblazers um, making their mark in politics mm-hmm. or in business, um, you're, you're, you're seeing this up, uprise of women you know, saying, hey, like, the way that things were in the past, you mm-hmm. know, that's not acceptable, it's that's not, not cool, and mm-hmm. it just takes it just takes that one woman to just say, like, that's it, and then they're going to make their mark, and they're going to change yeah. for, for the better, um, and hopefully we can get to a spot one day where, you know, things are on an equal playing field. Um, that That's my hope, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that's, we'll just have to wait and see, I guess. Yeah. Wait and see. Um, what do you, so, kind of to um, close things off, what is where do you see yourself let's say in the next five years where do you see yourself life-wise career-wise mm. if you can't think five five years ahead think you know what's what's going to be your life like in a year a couple months what do you see yourself doing wanting to do um and how will you get there um see that i'm like the worst person to ask that question too because i am so indecisive and mm. right now in my life i really don't have anything holding me back mm. like i know one of my goals with with my like work now is like I want to relocate and I and I want to just experience something new um but I don't I don't know I mean if I were to stay in my career now and what I'm doing with Nike I definitely want to be in a higher role Mm -hmm. um but as far as everything else like I can't I couldn't really tell you I don't really have interest right now to be in a relationship um I don't in five years is scary to think about because I'll be 30. But like, as of now, I'm not worried about having kids or anything like that. Even though I see someone on my timeline getting married yeah. or having a kid like every yeah. other day, which, and that's another thing is kind of hard to see. And you're, you're like looking at yourself, like how much time do I have left oh, when yeah. it's really your own pace? But yeah. I don't know. I don't, to answer your question, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, wherever I, wherever I end up, I, I know it'll be, where i'm supposed to be in a good space so yeah i i definitely have that mm-hmm. kind of like the opposite actually I, I have a hard time um being present mm-hmm. in a lot of things i think like five or ten years ahead yeah. of time but um but yeah it definitely is just a journey mm-hmm. everyone has their own journey and um you know going back to a little bit of like quarantine um hopefully a lot of people are taking this time to work on themselves mm-hmm. to figure out you know what is it they want to do um, and you know, for a lot of people, I'm starting to see a lot of people and just that I, you know, mm-hmm. um, talk to, um, using this time yeah. to grow, to grow. And, you know, just a matter of who you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. I think, um, for anyone listening, you know, if you're, if you're in that same position, um, where like we used to be at, where you just kind of just feel stuck, you feel like, you know, mm-hmm. nothing's progressing in your life. Um, hopefully you take some tips that we give, you know, hearing a little bit about, uh, about your background, kind of things that you're doing right now to actively work on yourself will help you in return to, um, to work on yourself. But, uh, that being said, I mean, is there any last minute advice you want to give any last minutes, you know, um, things you want to tell anyone listening about how they can grow, work on themselves, um, anything like that? 
No, I mean, I, I guess really the the first step is really you have to be honest with yourself about what you want to change and what what you see in yourself that you want to you want to grow in um it takes some really honest and hard conversations for you to have with who you are like Mm -hmm. nobody likes to hear those things about themselves or actually or know those things but um i mean once once you you know everything and you spend the time with yourself like that's that's all you really need no one can hurt your feelings no one can tell you anything about you because you're aware of those things and so that it just comes with you being intentional about what you want to do with that information um and just spending time with yourself to to figure that out period period Mm -hmm. life life people life will will kick your ass but you never stop working always work out if you let it yes well thank you for being part of the podcast it's cool getting to learn a little Mm -hmm. about you your thought process definitely have you back on come more guests have cool cool times i think um to end this off we should take a shot I brought some liquor. <laughs> um, I was like, you know what? I need something to take up, take, take, take the ease off. off right now. Yeah, because literally, I, I need it right now. Especially. And I also had like, I th- maybe I shouldn't say this, but I used to drink Smirnoff like as like a when I was eighteen and didn't know what else to drink. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's kind of like the last choice for a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I don't drink vodka like that, but. It deserves it. Deserves, especially how things are going on right now with yeah. the world. Shit. You need to get. I'll take what I can get. Yes. All right. Cool. All right what is the cheers to? Um, cheers to continuously working on yourself. Cheers. Cheers. Woo. Mm. Oh, I definitely am. <laughs> That was too big. Yeah, I took a little too much too. Yeah. And like I said, I literally poured half half a shot of well, oh, more than a shot. Like a couple gulps. That was more yeah. than a shot. Okay. Well period. Done. That was it, guys. Um period. thank you. Yes. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Hopefully you got something out of it. Make sure you share it. Follow me definitely. on Instagram. Yes, at I'll have Andy you. GXO yes, I'll have you officially you plug in all your stuff. Go. Right. Yeah, follow me on Instagram. And Twitter, all my social media handles, NDGXO. Don't forget it. I promise you one day. Yes, <laughs> yes. Have that confidence. Right. Well, thank you for checking out. You can check out the Instagram for Get It Out at Get It Out Podcast. My personal Instagram is just my full name, Jacob Cepeda. And if you'd like to be on the podcast, feel free to DM me, to email me. It's all on the Instagram page. And if you would like to be um, featured as far as advertising, feel free to hit me up as well. Um, we'll accept anything, um, work with any budgets, and you know, just a way to boost your engagement, boost um, your visibility to everyone listening. So that being said, once again, thank you. Pleasure having you thank on. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I'd love to have you back on sometime. Talk about some more stuff, play some more games. <laughs> um, and yeah, so thank you. Thank you. See you guys later. Peace out.